Hello and welcome back to this very special edition of Inside the Asperger Studios. Today I'm joined with the Chief Operations Officer of Greens Do Good, where we're going to learn about Greens Do Good and how they work with the autism community. And we'll get to know her a little bit more personally. So sit back, relax, and grab your favorite beverage, and I'll see you on the other side. See you there. I wanna believe in the truth, but only see what I'm shown. Got the freedom to choose, but can't decide on my own. Follow what the group is thinking, bottle up my intuition till it's popping out the box that I don't fit in. I wanna believe in the truth, but only see what I'm shown. Got the freedom to choose, but can't decide on my own. Follow Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Inside the Asperger Studios. Today, I'm joined with Jennifer Faust from Greens Do Good. Welcome to the show, Jennifer. Hi, thank you for having me. So as I always like to start off with, tell me a little bit about yourself. I'd be happy to. Um, I have been with Reed Autism Services, which is Greens Do Good Parent Company for almost 12 years. Um, it's really been a labor of love, um, watching it grow and building out new programs in order to serve individuals throughout their lifetime. Um, I'm a mom, I've got three kids, um, I have a background in advertising and uh, writing and producing commercials. And after my kids were born and went off to school, went back to work in the autism space. Now, how did you get involved in the autism space? Well, you know, many, many people get involved because they have a family member who mm -hmm. has autism or they know someone who does. My story is a little bit different. Um after my third child was born and I was interested in returning to work, uh, a friend of mine who's the vice president of development at Reed said, what do you think about this? And I said, oh, I think I could be very passionate about that. And she, she said, come and work here. <laughs> That's really how it happened. And I, I haven't left. It's just been a wonderful, enriching experience. All right. So why don't you tell me a little bit about Greens Do Good and their mission? Sure. So Greens Do Good is an indoor hydroponic farm that is uh, a nonprofit, 501c3, one of many of Reed Autism Services, that um, not only grows sustainable produce like basil, lettuce, microgreens, but trains and employs individuals with autism in controlled environment agriculture. All right. Now... I'm pretty sure you've seen a lot of kids come and go. Mm -hmm. It must be a thrilling experience to watch these kids come into Greens Do Good and finally find a routine for their lives and find a purpose. It's been amazing. Um, sometimes when we think about vocational tracks for people on the spectrum, um, particularly those who have higher support needs, it's so often geared towards custodial um, mm -hmm. uh, custodial jobs, um, sometimes retail. Um, this is really sort of new and um, we're seeing a, a fantastic response to it. Um, it can offer some of the same experiences, which is um, you know a steady routine, which can be comforting. It could also offer new and creative um, ways to way to explore this space. So it sort of has something for everyone. So it can be um, 
somebody comes in and is really excited about farming and they're going to learn everything there is about the science of indoor agriculture. And we are so happy to teach that. And then they go on, which is really rewarding to see them get paid employment in this space. Or people have come in and really been more passionate about some of the data entry or some of the inventory um, or maybe even sales. And there's space for them to go in those directions as well. So what we've learned, and we didn't actually know this going into it, but what we've learned is that the curriculum that we've created around hydroponics actually tees people up for many different career tracks. So what other career tracks do you see the, the students coming into venturing up to? Well, there is some, um, there is, like I just said, some interest in sales. So we do have a lot of client facing um, where we try to, first of all, we try to find new clients who would like to buy our basil and lettuce and microgreens. Mm -hmm. So that could be a restaurant. It could be a private chef. It could be country clubs or large supermarkets. So that's one career track sales. Another one is because of that, that inventory component, we see that there's probably, um, that probably aligns to many different industries. You could do that in warehouse space. You could do that in retail, or you could do that actually in corporate America as well. Um, and then the same goes for data entry, because there is a lot of, um, there is a lot of computer skills that go into this as well, as far as like tracking the planting, forecasting the crops and understanding mm -hmm. the traceability that's so important to food safety. Now, for many of you who don't know, Greens Do Good was actually on a TV show, um, Indie Fish Analysis show. And what has that done for Greens Do Good? Oh, it's been wonderful. You know, um, I was most happy for Finn, who was really mm -hmm. featured on the show, because um, it's kind of been life changing for him in particular, right? Like he finished high school. I didn't know what to do. And um, he came in as part of our workforce development program. So he came in with other students to learn and immediately took to it. We hired him when he finished the program. We gave him a promotion because he was so fantastic. Um, so I was happy personally to see him featured. But as a um, from a business perspective, it's sort of been um, it's sort of been really interesting the phone calls that I've gotten from people all across the country, actually outside of the country as well, um, South America and Europe, asking how to do this. And so mm. it sort of opened our eyes that we might be also helpful to other nonprofits that are interested in creating an employment track, you know, training and employment mm -hmm. for people with autism. Now, was Greens Do Good part of the Read Autism Services or did they become part of it later? So Reed Academy came first. That's okay. our school. It's a private school for individuals on the spectrum, ages three to 21. From that, the foundation was born, which is our fundraising arm and sort of like um, our idea incubator where we're able to pilot new programs. Out of the foundation then came Reed Next. That's our adult program. Um, once we had those three 501c3s, we realized we needed to have sort of an umbrella organization over it. And that's how Read Autism Services was launched. Um, and it now also includes um, our intensive behavioral clinic. So sometimes mm. folks um, have very high support needs and have some challenging behaviors. And we have a clinic setting for that. 
And we also have our pa uh, PATH transition program, which is a college program for those who have very low support needs and are interested mm -hmm. in getting a college education, but do need like a little assistance along the way. That's what I like to see because there are those who are like a level three autism and they do want to achieve that degree level in college, but they need that support. You know, they need a little, only like a little support. It's just sort of, um, you know, sometimes it's wayfinding. Sometimes it's transportation. Um, sometimes it is like a little academic support as well. Um, and we have a curriculum that also includes social skills, um, mm -hmm. social media etiquette, uh, banking, personal finance, how to find a job, career exploration. So we really try to come up with the most comprehensive and robust curriculum to sort of hit everything along the way that you need to become an independent adult. So let's look five years down the road. Where do you see Greens Do Good in five years from now? I'd like to see us expand. We have a relatively small footprint. We're about 3,000 square feet of actual farm space. We've got some office space as well. Um, and we can only accommodate so many bodies at once. Uh, this year we have 80 students and we have got them on a tight rotation of coming in um, during school hours. So anywhere between 930 in the morning and 230 in the afternoon, each group of five students spends one hour um, gaining valuable work-based learning and then they return to their school. I would love to double that number, but there's just no other space to put them. Um, so five years from now, I'd really like to see us um, you know, 200 students in. So, I mean, that's what I'd like to see is the expansion because, yeah, I mean, more and more kids are coming out, more and more adults are coming out mm -hmm. as being autistic. And I see Greens Do Good as this purpose for them. It's like, I mean, both you and I know 89% of those of us who are autistic are unemployed. Yeah. And that's what I think Greens Do Good can help them in read autism services can help those kids find their path. I agree with you. This is really the purpose, right? We wanted to come up with a business that was sustainable, that could do good. Mm -hmm. um, that was also healthy, right? We didn't want to just open up no nothing wrong with scooping ice cream, right? That's yeah. wonderful. And we're so happy that they exist, but we didn't want to just replicate that. We sort of wanted to be novel. And what we've done in the process is empower people with autism to solve food insecurity because many of our partners are the local food pantries. Um, we work with um, several organizations, including Head Start, that's so integral to understanding food literacy from such a young age. I'm sure you have so many amazing stories over the kids that come through. Do you have any that really come to mind to you? Okay, so I'm not going to name names, but um, sitting, having lunch with everyone, um, mm -hmm. we have, you know, people with autism, people without autism, people who are in their 50s and people who are in their 20s. We're all working together and having lunch together. And um, one of the individuals who's, you know, let's say 28 years old said, hey, guys, I have a girlfriend. So another person says, how'd you get her? <laughs> it's like, how did I get my girlfriend? Well, you know, we talked for a long time and we realized we liked each other and we went on some dates and, and then I asked her to be my girlfriend. So the individual says, well, how'd you meet her? And he said, oh, well, actually, um, I met her on a dating app. <laughs> the individual says, 
holds up his phone and goes, show me the app. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, of course. So, you know, it's, listen, everyone's over 21 and, and the, uh, the person with the girlfriend, you know, showed him how to set up a profile on the app. And I just love that story because, you know, it's, I'm married. I have kids. I'm not so interesting. It's, it's the, you know, the ones who are actively looking for relationships that are way more interesting. And, and I, I love that. (laughs) All right. Now let's learn a little bit about you. So where did you grow up? Um, so I'm from New Jersey. I still live here. I grew up in Bergen County, New Jersey in in Franklin Lakes. Uh, my parents are still there (laughs) and, um, but I went to college in uh, North Carolina at North Carolina State and then returned home to New Jersey and got my first job in the city in publishing. All right. What motivates you, inspires you, and drives you? Gosh. Okay. So I knew I would be passionate about this because I have a little bit of a bleeding heart, but what really motivates me are new pilot programs that haven't existed, right? The game changers. Mm-hmm. I am so motivated by conceptualizing something that can improve someone's life and then seeing it through its development and mm-hmm. implementation. All right. What's the best compliment you've ever received? Hmm. Gosh, nobody's ever. That's a really good question. And I'm trying to think what is the best compliment I've ever received? Um, okay. So, well, personally, um, as I say, I have three kids and my husband told me that I'm a really good mom. And that was wonderful. Professionally, I think that my boss, who's the CEO of Read Autism Services, um, I had created one of the things that I do in my role. Um, I'm also the operations director for the foundation. And one of the things that I do is like try to create partnerships um, that will further our mission and and the other organization's mission. And my boss said, wow, thank you for introducing me to them. They are really great people. And I said, you're welcome. <laughs> All right. What is your biggest failure and what did you learn from that experience? Hmm. That's another tricky, tricky question. What is my biggest failure? <sighs> Well, I suppose um, early on in in my career, uh, I tried to do too much at once and um, I didn't take things slow. So when when you're young and you're ambitious and you try to do everything, uh, you don't do it all well. And what I learned from that is the importance of slowing down and being careful and methodical. No. Tell me about three influential people in your life and how they impacted you. Okay. My dad has the greatest work ethic of anyone I've ever met. It's, you know, it's not hard to continue when you've been taught by someone who says you show up early, you stay late, and Mm -hmm. you make sure that at the end of the day, you're proud of your work. So that's my dad. Um, for a time in my 20s, I worked for this company called Carabiner. It has changed names. It's like Jack um, Jack Morgan International now, Jack Morton International. It, it's a, a huge events planning company. Like they managed the handover of Hong Kong from Great Britain to the Chinese government, like big. Um, and so I worked for the president of that company and he was so motivating. 
And he said to me, I will never ask you to do something that I'm not prepared to do myself. And that's something that I have taken with me forever. You know, that's one of those life lessons where it's like something small that someone says to you and it just stuck with me. Um, and let me think. I think that my daughters are really, really inspirational. They work really hard. Um, they were student athletes and I'm not an athlete. And I am so impressed by people who are willing to wake up at five in the morning just to run and then go to school mm -hmm. and then work out again. And being on a team, which I was a cheerleader, I don't think that counts. Uh, being on a team <laughs> and having people rely on you and showing up for that and doing your best to support. I was so inspired by that. That reminds me of my nephew. He was a basketball player in high school mm -hmm. and halfway through, he wound up with a problem with the, his ankle during growth and he couldn't play anymore, but mm -hmm. he would go to every game dressed in game gear mm -hmm. and he would assist the coach, give him plays, help him out, talk to the team. He wound up winning an award just for that. Yeah. That is the dedication I'm talking about. It's inspiring. Yeah. What makes you feel inspired or like your best self? Um, let's think about that. So I feel inspired when I can motivate the rest of my team, right? So I, I'm excited about a new project. And if I can get everyone else to be just as excited as I am, even though there's going to be a lot of hard work in creating it and seeing it through uh, to fruition, that inspires me. All right. Finish this sentence. I'm at my best when? When I'm with my family. All right. If you can turn back time and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell her about where you are now in life? Slow down. Slow down. You're, there's no rush. And, you know, when you're 18, you can't see around corners. This is sort of a big thing that I've told my children, like, take it easy. Things happen and you're never, you know, problems come up that you have no way of predicting. So just slow down. It's all going to be okay. All right. If you had a billboard, with, if, if you can have a billboard with anything on it, what would you, what would it be and why? Okay, it would definitely be about autism. And I, what do I want people to know? You know, I'm, I struggle with this one a lot, Reed, and I'll tell you why. Everyone still focuses on autism awareness. Like, I think we're aware. We're well past that. Um, and now people are focused on autism acceptance. And I'm not really sure I, I understand that either. I think we could celebrate differences. So maybe mm -hmm. that's what my billboard should say. You know, celebrate differences with me. All right. What do you think the world will look like in five years from now? Oh, God, I hope it's not underwater. <laughs> <laughs> My son's school has had delayed openings like two weeks straight because of flooding. Um, I'd, I'd like to say that it's a, a, a more open, kinder place, but I, I don't know. Again, things happen that you just don't see coming. All right. What was your favorite subject in school? English. All right. And in college, I was an English literature major. All right. Are you an introvert, an extrovert, or an ambivert? Try to guess. I'd Can say you you're guess? an extrovert. Yes. I've never met a stranger. <laughs> All right. If you could be remembered for one thing, what would it be and why? I hope my kindness. 
I'd like to think that people recognize that I'm, I have a big heart and I just really want the best for everyone. All right. Tell me about where you are now in life. Well, um, I am really happy with my career. I um, have children that are growing and, um, you know, it's, it's wonderful to watch. Um, my youngest is going to be in college soon and my oldest is living on her own. And I feel like we're at that, that transition where things should be really fun right now, right? Like we're not raising mm -hmm. tiny children anymore. We're not stressed about getting into college or getting jobs. Like, I think we're at a point where like, this should be fun. All right. Now we're at the point of the show where everyone wants to hear the famous ending questions. Okay. What is your favorite word? Hmm. My favorite word, the PG version. It could be is, any. Is mama. I love hearing my kids say mama. My professionally, uh, mm -hmm. my, 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 like the other side of me. It's definitely a four-letter word. <laughs> All right. What is your least favorite word? Uh, can't. All right. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, and emotionally? Um, new ideas. Working towards something new. All right. What turns you off? Being told I can't. All right. What is your favorite curse word? So that was the one from before. It starts with an F and ends with a K. <laughs> okay. What sound or noise do you love? Laughter. What sound or noise do you hate? Complaining. Just whining. A whiny voice. All right. What is your favorite color? Blue. What is your least favorite color? Mm, red. All right. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Well, am I qualified for it or would I just love more than anything to work in this space? I would love to work in television. All right. Mm -hmm. What profession would you not like to do? I don't think that I would like to work in um, like a any sort of scheduling transportation, you know, like the, the TSA or like aircraft traffic control. I don't think I would like that. All right. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? We've been waiting for you. <laughs> when you arrive at heaven, who would you like to meet? Oh, I hope my grandparents. All right. Is there any recommendations you have for my audience? Well, I, I, you know, I, I think your audience is probably pretty varied, right? They come from everywhere, all walks of life. Just be your mm -hmm. best self. Be true to yourself. Be honest. And be the best you you can be. And finally, where can people find out more about you and Greens Do Good? Yeah. So I would love people to look up readautismservices.org. We also have some social media channels under Read Autism Services on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook, um, as well as separate channels for Greens Do Good. And you can look that up separately, greensdogood.com. And that's it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Reed Miles. That was Jen Faust, and I'll see you in the next one. See you later, Jen. Thank you. You're welcome.
Cause I